0: 15 Minutes, Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, your stand firm, everyone.
1: Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. And happy Wednesday to you, sir. Happy Wednesday as we move through this week and through Galatians 5. April 20th, the year of our Lord, 2022. It is. It absolutely is. And
0: uh, we are looking forward to the lesson
1: I was wondering if we might set up a new dating system. Oh, yeah? Yeah, B.C. and A.C.
0: What's A.C. stand for? Well,
1: before COVID and after COVID. <laughs> it's changing
0: the calendar again. <laughs> Just because I still have to teach myself to say 2022 and
1: not 2020. <laughs> That's, exactly it's been right. two That's exactly right. two years. exactly right. Oh, Galatians chapter 5. Oh, I'm going to read verses 13 through 15 from the English Standard Version. For you were called to freedom, brothers... Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Mm.
0: So uh, yesterday we were talking about the need for faith to be
1: working through love Yeah. And this reading today picks right up with this idea of love and its importance. Absolutely. And interestingly, while works of the law don't count for anything, when your faith is working through love, you know what you end up doing? What's that? You actually end up keeping God's law. (laughs) that's nice. It's an interesting thing, because that's what he says. He says, Mm -hmm. look, you know, the law is wrapped up in this. Love your neighbor as yourself. When you are actually loving, Mm -hmm. you're doing the things God wants you to do in service to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in service to one another.
0: Yeah. Love is a, a powerful, powerful thing. We've been spending some time in April here at Livingston, just kind of walking through First Corinthians 13 in our Bible class time. We have. And, uh, you, you you know, just it's hard to plumb the depths of it, and it's so important. And I will have to tell you that I, I see in my own kind of life and growth spiritually. I know when I was a younger Christian and a younger man, I wasn't as interested in learning about love. It sounded kind of touchy-feely. I liked more of the book of Joshua, and let's read about some fighting and wars. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now I look at it, and it's like to try to understand and practice love is, is to know God and to know his depths,
1: and, and it's huge. It's really what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a couple weeks ago, I did a lesson from Colossians as it was talking about taking our Christianity to the next level. Mm -hmm. And when you get Mm -hmm. into Colossians chapter three, what Paul really highlights is you don't take your Christianity to the next level through some type of special knowledge or some kind of experiential mysticism and mystery. And he gives a list really in chapter two of things that are drawing people away and why they don't work in chapter three. He basically says, here's how you get to the next level. You know, look, the earth is holding you back. Kick the earth out of your body. Yeah. Cut off what is earthly within you put to mortify it. What is earthly within you. In other words, live more like you're living in heaven right now, even while you're still on earth. What What's interesting though is, as he walks through the things to put off mm-hmm. and then walks through the things to put on mm-hmm. the climax of the things to put on above all, he says, put on love. Yeah. Yeah. And now we do need to understand that this love is not just anything I might label as love.
0: That's very important to understand, and you know that's why spending some time in First Corinthians thirteen and studying the nature of God and his love is different than the sentimentalism that yeah. we
1: you know often associate with that word, or romanticism, yeah, or romanticism I don't think we should consider the concept of love in the scripture as a romantic aspect. Of Christianity. That's not what it is. It is relational. Yes. It is relational, but it's yeah. very volitional, and it's it's very much about sacrifice. Yeah. Volitional is key. You know, the, the, the
0: decision
1: that I'm going to give up of, of myself to which, lift you up. Which gets back into where Paul starts this paragraph. He said, you've been called for freedom. Mm-hmm. But don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And what I'm going to say is, do not use a definition of love mm-hmm. as an opportunity for the flesh. Oh, well, that's intriguing. Which is what's happening today. Mm-hmm. Folks, are, they equate sex with love. And because somebody oh, wants to have sex with in. someone else, mm-hmm. well, that's love. That's yeah. love. And you should let me just love because I am turned on uh-huh. physically physically. Sexually, and that's love. And some people say, well, no, no, it's not about the sex, it's about the intimacy, and this is this is where I find connection and relationship. Again, that's still about the idea of I'm the opportunity for the flesh. Mm-hmm. And neither freedom nor love are an excuse for an opportunity for the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's just neither one of those things should be taken that way. But then he says, Don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, through love, serve one another. Yes. Here's a picture. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine um, a household full of slaves, okay. and the master is tyrannical, despotic, harsh, cruel? the The slaves in this household have have grown up knowing nothing else but the slavery. They don't get to pursue their own interests. They don't get to help one another. They they have a master who is driving them, and if they step out of line, beats them. Mm-hmm. You're going to serve me, the master says. And then one day, I don't know, a war, a battle, a competing landowner, who knows, comes in, kills the master, mm. kills the. The, the, the despots, his children, whatever. There's nobody else inheriting the slaves. And the person then says to the people, the slaves, you're free. Freedom! Okay. Freedom. Go right. be free. Now, uh, what I actually want you to do, though, is be slaves to one another. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that sounds odd, doesn't it? It does. But that's actually the picture Paul presents here. So instead of having one master, I now have <laughs> all these masters? Well, here's what I know, is that in Galatians uh, 5.13 there, where it says, through love, serve one another, that word okay. for serve is the same one used back in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 9, where he says, uh, it talks about the slaves you want to be once more, going back and being a slave to the law. Oh. It's, it's the same word. So what we have is you are freed from this tyrannical master, mm-hmm. but you haven't been freed to go serve yourself. OK, you've been you haven't been freed to go be your own master. You've been freed so that you can serve your fellow slaves who have been freed. Mm-hmm. You are freed so that you can serve others who are enslaved and help them be set free mm-hmm. in order to serve one another. It's it's actually kind of a shocking picture w- when you recognize the words that are used here. But that is the picture. It, and it's it's kind of like back in Egypt. God didn't set the Israelites free from Egypt so they could go do just whatever they pleased.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He set them free so that they could go into their land, they could worship him, and they could serve one another, and they could take care of one another. Well, let's think about the
0: contrast then between that of of your willingness to, if I'm tracking with you, even kind of enslave yourself voluntarily to serve and love these others appropriately. Mm-hmm. We got that idea. But but then at the end of our reading, if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. So, I mean, that sounds like a, a choosing to attack. You've got freedom, but now you're going to uh, attack one another, destroy one another, consume one another. And I, and I, I always find that verse, um, you know, important, obviously important, but fascinating a little bit because one of the things that's evidently going on uh, there in the churches in Galatia is going to be turmoil about doctrine. I mean, the Apostle Paul is addressing that, but maybe how they're treating one another as well. I mean, what do you see it going with this
1: biting and devouring? As I've been studying it this week, I think I've i'm approaching it at a at a, a new level on here in the past as i 've read this i 've kind of viewed it as well, there's the kind of neutral ground you're doing okay you know as long as you 're not biting and devouring them mm-hmm. I think what i 'm seeing as I look at this now though is there is no middle ground, you are either actively loving and serving others or you are biting and devouring them. Wow. That there's not some Mm in-between role. There's not, okay, look, I know I'm not loving you. I'm not, I'm not serving you. I'm not sacrificing for you uh, or, or for anyone else. Um, But, but at least I'm not hurting you. At least I'm not hurting you. I'm not. This this idea of bite and devour, I've in the past I've thought of it as the, well, we're bickering, we're slandering, we're gossiping. I think what Paul is driving home, though, is that if I don't love others, mm-hmm. I am destroying others and being destroyed because of a lack of that. So it goes back to that idea of the opportunity of the flesh.
0: If If I'm going to take my freedom and use it for myself selfishly, that I'm taking it out of another. I'm taking it away from another. I'm taking bites.
1: In Habakkuk chapter two, there's a place where that word for bite in, in the Greek translation is used, mm-hmm. the same bite. And I, I want to be careful because it's not, it's not like there's this whole picture. I don't think necessarily Paul is borrowing from this. But as, as I look at this image, I think I'm learning something about this idea. He says, this is Habakkuk chapter two, beginning at verse six, shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him and say, woe to him who heaps up what is not his own. For how long? And loads himself with pledges. Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those awake who will make you tremble? Then you will be spoil for them. I think that's the the, the spoil for them is where in the Greek translation it uses the word they will rise up and bite you. Bite you. Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnant of the peoples shall plunder you. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Actually, sorry. I think it's the plunder. Now, oh, now that I'm now the that the verse again. Okay. So the struggle is I'm reading from a, a translation of the Hebrew. Right. But I'm I'm remembering something the about connection, the connection of the Septuagint. Yeah, yeah. The the Septuagint. So his what what we find there in Habakkuk chapter two is a person that is serving himself, mm-hmm. and because he's serving himself, he's using others. And the warning is when you do that, they will rise up and plunder you. When 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 you are serving self, you automatically end up using others. Yeah. And because you're serving self, you automatically end up using others. Just be prepared. This is what's going to happen. Eventually, yeah. they're going to rise up against you. You're serving self. You're making enemies. Yeah. And then enemies will come after you. And so here's, here's what he's saying. He's saying, look, if you don't love others,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're serving self. Mm-hmm. And understand this. When you serve self, you automatically bite and devour others, and you will end up being consumed. And I think... So I, th- I think what Paul is driving at is that there is no middle ground. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm either pursuing love for others or I'm using others. Yeah. I, and I'm expecting them just to love me and take care of me, which is going to get me in trouble down the road. Well,
0: and I see Paul talking about loving others even to the extent of suffering himself. Yeah. Right? So uh, in verse 11, if he had been preaching circumcision, if he had been preaching this uh, Torah observance, why do I still suffer persecution? The offense of the cross would have ceased. Uh, you know, if I if I go into this other doctrine, then I'm you know i going to make friends, and life gets easier. Yeah. But they are these Judaizing friends. I'm not loving them to, you know, to, that they would know the truth, and I'm not loving any of you that you would have the truth if I
1: capitulate to these things. One of the things as I've gone through chapter 5 here, and I think— What I want to talk about tomorrow is going to bring it up again. We're going to see this again. That allegory story that reminds us of Abraham and Sarah and Hagar. Hagar, Yeah. Actually has, it's more than just that story that was last chapter. Because what if Abraham and Sarah had loved Hagar? Mm. Would that whole scenario have happened? they they weren't loving that hagar that was not
0: loving hagar
1: you know they were they were trying to get for themselves yeah. and through their own strength accomplish god's plan and win god's blessing for them through their own strength and their own planning and what they ended up doing was biting and devouring and it almost consumed them all yeah except of course god had the plan yeah. that was that had to take place yeah. and he directed that but it but again it's that idea mm-hmm. If I don't love, there's no middle ground. Yeah. There's no middle yeah. ground. It's if I'm not loving, I'm serving myself, and I'm ex- I'm, I'm taking, mm-hmm. which is going to cause a problem, mm-hmm. and we'll end up consuming one another. We need to love one another, not bite
0: and devour one another. We're so glad that you joined us today for Text Talk. Hey, uh, send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from the Word of God. That email is at at ChristiansMeetHear.org. and there is a Facebook group, and we uh, check in on that all the time. Thanks for listening. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your Word, the book of Galatians that we're able to, to read today, to consider today. Particularly, Father, that we want to take it into our heart that we might be about love, about serving others and serving our brothers and sisters in Christ especially, doing good to them, to that household of faith. We pray, Father, that we might appreciate that the freedom we have in Christ is such a privilege, such a blessing. Help us, Father, to use it in holy ways that glorify you always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.